Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome to Cast and Crank Podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Phoenix Rods and Angler's Choice out of San Diego, California. Today's guest is Brian Woolley of the Sum Fun and Dana Point. Um, I was on Brian's boat, I want to say a year ago, and uh, I've been trying to get him on. I'm sure you guys have heard me talk about this story multiple times, but I took my middle son on. He wasn't really having it, and Brian kind of went out of his way. I think he does this for a lot of kids. And, and he's like, hey, man, let's go grab a Coke and some chips. And I'm like, wow, this is super cool. So I wanted to get Brian on to kind of talk about his story. Um, and uh, what he I think I feel like he does a little something different. He's, he kind of focuses on kids a little more. And I kind of like that a lot since I have kids. And he's a super cool guy. Had a great time talking to him. Thanks again, Brian, for coming on. Appreciate that. If you guys want to get on a charter, try to get in on the Sun Fun down there with Brian uh, with your kids. Super fun guy. Um, And here is an ad from Angler's Choice. It's a tackle shop that has been supporting us for the last couple months. So please listen to this ad and support them if you get a chance. Thank you. Known for its rich tradition in sport fishing, San Diego is home to the world-famous long-range fishing fleet. It's also home to San Diego's premier fishing tackle store, Angler's Choice Tackle. Located in the alpha position on Rosecrans Boulevard, a surface irons cast from Point Loma, Fisherman's, and H&M Landings. Angler's Choice owns the title as the largest Daiwa dealer in Southern California. Packed wall-to-wall, floor-to-ceiling. Whatever you're searching for, Angler's Choice has it. Whether it's super hot new Daiwa Saltiga lever drags, the BGMQ saltwater spinning reels, the legendary Lexa Tatula Arzillion baitcaster reels, the super reliable Fuego LT and the ballistic LT spinning reels, the seaboard reels for kite and deep drop are the new electric reel covers. AC has them. If you're looking for the hot new Daiwa Zakana jigs are the J-Braid and J-Floral, they got them. Daiwa's new tackle barn, travel bags, travel packs, travel rods, got them too. Everything you need, Angler's Choice has it. Not to mention the nicest and most knowledgeable staff around. Stop in and check them out at 1910 Rosecrown Street in San Diego and follow on Instagram at Angler's Choice Tackle. And remember, as always, to support your independent tackle dealers, the lifeblood of our sport fishing community. Please go check them out if you're down in San Diego. It's a great tackle shop. They got everything you need. Um, check out the Patreon this month. It is from Swimbait Underground. You have a chance at winning the SU Rego bait, a bait wrap, a hat. Also, check out our podcast. Our podcast. You're checking out our podcast. This is an idiot. <laughs> check out um, our website. Grab a shirt. Grab a hat if you can. Appreciate that. And please give us five stars on iTunes. I'd appreciate that as well. 
We have a great episode coming up on Monday with Mike Lane. He kind of breaks down his life story, which is a wild one. So keep your eye out for that one. And I think that's it, guys. I hope you like this episode and uh, have fun this weekend. And you'll be getting updates on my new whaler I got. I got a 17 Montauk, and I'm stoked. So pretty much I'm going to be not fishing again and working on a boat. <laughs> Thanks for listening, guys. Bye. Welcome to Cast and Crank Podcast. Today we have Brian, and I, I screw your name up. Wooly. 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 Uh, Brian Wooly, some fun. Dana Wharf. Yep. Um, yeah. I met Brian, gosh, well, I didn't really meet him, but I met, knew who he was from Squig. Okay. And it took me and my buddy Justin, the old co-host, yep. we took our kids on. Yep. I've always talked about how you work with the kids very well. Totally. That's books. kind of, yeah. We're, That's your thing, huh? We like having the kids. I yeah. Mean, Kind of a big deal. For a lot us. of kids. Oh, you know who I uh, my kid plays drumline with? Noah. Ah. Noah bring me all kinds of bluefin. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I give him stuff all the time. He lives right down the street from me. Gotcha. Uh, and he okay. played drumline, and then he's like, "Oh, I'm always on the sun fun." Yep. Yeah, he's a good kid. He's giant. Yeah. <laughs> he's, <laughs> he's, he's a, yeah. He's a cool kid, like, and For uh, sure. But it's cool, like how you and you grew up in Dana Point. I grew up in San Clemente. San Clemente. Yeah. So you cut your so teeth kind of right down there, there. All there. How old were you when you started working on boats? So, uh, gosh, let's see. Older than you would think. Um, <laughs> 25? Older? Yeah. What were you doing before that? So before that, I worked in the sunglass biz. Oh, what, yeah. what a company? So a company called Dragon. Oh, yeah, I remember Dragon, yeah, yeah. they're still out. They're still out and around. That they'll, you know, Were surf, you surfing snow. and stuff? Yep. Surfing, okay. snowboarding, doing all that fun stuff. And then... Uh, you know, I worked at Oakley before that. Okay. And uh, a friend of mine left. I was like, hey, you want to come come work? So I'm like, okay, cool. So I went and uh, did like his purchasing, right? Buying the frames mm-hmm. and the lenses and that whole nine yards and stuff. It was a super killer opportunity. It was a fun job. Is that how you knew Squig? Um, no, I met Squig when I started fishing. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I just did that, the whole surf thing. And then I just was like, dude, I'm kind of over being inside. Right. I was like, this is kind of gnarly. I just burn out being in a cubicle or a yeah. you know, fluorescent light, that whole deal. I'm like, I have a good time when I'm fishing because I would, you know, fish on the weekends or my days off or whatever. And then I'm like, I'm just going to make the jump. All my friends thought I was crazy, but I was like, you know, this is what's going to make me happy long term. I'm going to go for it. So I bailed out of there. That was in like 90. Gosh, I don't know. 98, 97. Okay. Something like that. And then I've been on that some fun boat ever since. Man, that yeah. long. Yeah. How long? So 20, almost 25 years, man. Are you one yeah. of the guys that has been on a boat the longest? You know what I'm saying? Like the captain. So I haven't had many captains. On okay. So the only people I've really had on is some guys from Redondo. Okay. Aaron Graham. Yeah. And then a lot of six pack guys. Gotcha. Um, so like I'm still working on getting, it's hard during the season. Like right hard now. Hard to pull people for sure. So I mean, I Justin Hill. I'm at Justin Hill. Uh, Justin from... Um, I'm sorry, Captain Phil from yeah. Victory and right. then Mitch. Phil and Mitch, Those yeah. guys. Good dudes. Jeff, but it's, it was all real off times where we could grab them. Gotcha. So, like, I don't know a lot of the, the uh, sport boats. Like, I've been on them when I was younger. Right. So, but I went on yours and I enjoyed it. But how, that's a long time for, to be on a Yeah, like I said, I, boat, I, right? I like going to work every day. That's what's cool about <laughs> this, some of the boat guys. I mean, a lot of the boat guys are into it. Do you work Fridays? 
I do work Fridays. Did you see last Friday a whaler pull up to you and wave at you? Yeah, that was you? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I didn't I'm have like, my phone on me. Yeah, I was trying I'm to like, figure out. I'm yeah, like, we were coming down the line. I'm like, who's this guy waving? I'm like, yeah. I just, it just didn't click. Yeah, it was yeah. me. Okay. I'm like, there's this something because you guys are coming from Newport. Yeah, we were coming. We fished yeah, up so the coast that day. I drove that day and I, I don't know how to, I've never caught a bluefin. Okay. I've caught yellowfin and stuff. So I'm like, I'm going to try these little Go ones. Go for it. Yeah. So I ran from the 14 mile down to the 272. 277. No, the Dana Point, front of Dana Point. Okay. Is that 277? It's 267. Okay, there you go. Yep. I ran there, and then I ran down to the tits. Okay. And I came all the way back up. So that's when I saw you. You burned it. Yeah. yeah. So I'm like, oh, fuck. You know, I stopped right there. On you the should have stopped me for a burger. <laughs> <laughs> well, I stopped at Crystal Cove. That's my spot. I gotcha. For bass, yeah. real quick. Good fishing in there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, that's a long time, though, to, to work on the boat. So did you work your boat. way up on that boat? I did, so... I bailed from that whole sunglass thing and just started as a deckhand. I didn't care. I was stoked to be outside and to be fishing and to have a good time like that. So uh, just started that whole deal like that and then just got my time in, right? My however many hours you need to get your license and then got my license and I've just been on the boat, ran it, you know, a few days a week with another guy that ran it a few days a week and then just been on there since. Who, uh, so when you got on, who was the guys you kind of like cut your teeth with? Okay. So the guys that were running that boat when I first got on, it was Todd Manser. I'm mm-hmm. sure you've heard his yes. name. Yep. Yes. He, he runs that boardroom. He's big time background and, uh, you know, harpoon swordfish, yes. uh, stuff like that. And, uh, Chris Pika, who's still down there at Dana Moore Sport Fishing. Um, those are the guys that I worked with coming up. And, and they kind of uh, showed you everything. They did. Showed me the ropes. Spent a lot of time, you know, figuring stuff out down in the engine room with those guys, learning stuff, um, staying after, fixing stuff that would break. Just, just typical sport boat stuff, but, you know, just learning and watching. And, you know, if you're into it and that's kind of your deal, you, you know, you want to just absorb as much as you yeah. can. And that was just kind of kind of the deal. You, uh, I feel like Dana pointed to own little fishery as well. It is. You're in between... Newport and Oceanside, almost San Diego, and the bite sometimes it goes off. People just don't know as much. It's like its own little deal. Right. It's got its own deal. I mean, back in the day, it was killer because if it was like kind of lousy below our harbor, we could fish all up through Laguna and all that killer stuff up there, which we can't obviously now because we have all that that closure, the MPAs. Um, But yeah, it it has times where it's, it's super good and it has times where it's lousy. I mean, it's... You know, that's just the nature of it. Like our, our area is different than a lot of the other habitat below and above our harbor. Like all of our hard bottom is inside 12 fathom. Mm-hmm. We don't have deep hard bottom. You know, we don't have like a, a horseshoe or isers yeah. or any of that kind of stuff where we can go anchor up and get four or five, six boats on a hard bottom spot and plug away at, you know, sculpin or whatever. Yeah. So a lot of our fish, we've had really good sand bass fishing in times past when that fish was, you know, super migratory and we had it all up here. Um, but it's just, just changes, you know. How, how hard was the, when they closed Laguna? Because I started fishing when they closed in 2010. Okay. And I remember fishing Laguna, surf fishing right. for one year. I think 2011 they closed it? Something like that. Right, that yeah. how, how bad did it affect Dana? Because that's a big fishery for It you. did. I mean, it affected us. It affected the Newport guys, too, for sure. Um, the bummer part of it is just your effort is now all focused in one area, right? Where before, like I was saying, if it was slow through San Clemente or down towards, like, North County, San Diego, we could go make a day fishing bass and some killer habitat up there, right? Yeah. 
we could spread the load. And then days when it was kind of lousy or the water was off up above, we could go focus down below. So in that regard, um, it did pinch us for sure, you know, and then we just really had to lean hard on these other areas to catch our fish. Did you get involved with the whole deal? The MLP? Totally. Yeah. yeah. We were at meetings and all that stuff. And yeah, I mean, it was radical. It was a, how bad. It, so the AB 3030, I've never had many people come on and talk about it. I talked to Ali a little bit about it. Right. Um, I'm trying to like a lot of people go, why don't you have more saltwater guys on? I'm like, it's hard because I'm meeting a lot of freshwater guys. So it's easy for me to connect. And then totally. saltwater, I'm just out in my, I fish saltwater more than I freshwater fish. Right. I love Calico. That's my shit, you know? Right. And I love fishing the highlands and stuff. So I'm connecting more and more. So I want to learn more about it. And I don't want to speak on something if I don't know about don't know it. it. So right. I like totally. having like, if you know a little bit about it, is it still going? Is it, it's what's a push. Going on? I mean, the governor has got it through on his different, uh, you know, task force and all of his his different environmental groups and stuff. Thirty percent of not just ocean but land too, yeah. you know. So it's it's a big deal. It's another giant land grab, and yeah, I mean, it could be radical if something like that gets put into into <laughs> right. place, you know. And there was that confusion. It was. At the very beginning when, you know, you'd see all these posts on Instagram and stuff, it was like surfing. It was like the worst it could be is trying to pit two gnarly groups like fishermen and surfers against each other. Right. Everyone needs to kind of unite and understand that, you know, something like that's going to affect everybody. And I think those enviros, they know that they're like, hey, if we can get these guys infighting and against each other, then it's just going to further our cause and make it easier for us to pull the wool over everyone's eyes. You know, that's the hard one, too, is you, 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 uh. You don't want to be political sometimes, but sometimes you got to stand up. You got to, yeah, you got to stand up right. for something, especially if it's how you make your money. Yeah. Right. You got to, you got to kind of do it. And I think a lot of people see it and you, you hit the nail on the head. They just don't read or they don't educate themselves on it. And I think, you know, if you're going to participate in saltwater fishing in Southern California or anywhere in the state for that matter, you should spend the time, you know, you're paying the state more money every year with your fishing license going up you know a lot man right? since i started it's gone up probably 20 bucks man yeah it's crazy and that's cool you're giving them your money but what are they giving you back right so yeah it's just kind of like i'm all about figuring out what's going on i want to know what's going on so when people ask me right you don't sound like an idiot because you don't know what you're talking about <laughs> right that's the, but, the hard part for me but it's like, like <laughs> if you're going to go and participate you should have some idea of what's going on this, this is my who do you look to as the guy to, to uh, talk to about that like so say you want some information who do you look to well like for us sport boat guys there's this uh, sack the sport fishing association of california they have like a website and they're mm-hmm. like kind of the, the big sport boat advocate group um cca is a huge has you know mm-hmm. a good handle and all that kind of stuff so there's there's places you can go where you can get concrete real non-diluted information right that's like straight part, right? from the horse's mouth like you can see it on so-and-so's instagram page where they're you know in, interjecting their vigor into it right or their personal so that's where theory. I, that, what you're saying is i don't want to be that guy right i don't want to be like hey everyone's doing it so i'm gonna do it yeah he i want to be like so i'm gonna put this out i'm gonna <laughs> copy paste right yeah. So, yeah, there's places you can go. Um, yeah, CCA is a huge. Yeah. You could totally go there and get Yeah, well, I've had Wayne up. and Chris on before. Yeah. They're great guys. Yep. Um, let's get back to fishing a little bit. So did you, uh, I seen you freshwater fish. You fished with my buddy Fred. I did fish with Fred. It was rad. <laughs> I seen his Instagram post and my kid was looking through there. He's like, Dad, I want to go. I'm like, all right, cool. We'll yeah. figure it out. We'll make it work, right? And we went, I, I don't know anything about bass fishing. 
So you didn't grow up bass, like freshwater bass no. fishing at all? Oh, wow. No. I mean, in San Clemente, where I grew up, it was, you would surf, and if there was no waves, you'd grab your fishing rod and, right? Fish paddle out whatever, and fish yeah. or do whatever. Yeah. So, um, no, I haven't really ever. I mean, yeah, I go to the lake every year on a killer vacation on a houseboat and stuff, and the kids bring their fishing rods and we bass fish. I don't know what I'm doing, but, <laughs> but we catch some fish. Uh, yeah. Like, the crossovers is pretty simple. You know yeah. what I mean? If you can cast and... Kind of read the water and figure it out. You can can freshwater bass fish. Totally. Like we were at Lake Powell a few weeks ago and we got up in the morning, hopped on the ski boat and went and, you know, tried to catch some stripers and pulled up on this one ledge and I can see the water was kind of pushing right and everything looked kind of right. And I told my kid, hey, make a cast right over there. First cast, you know, like a 15 inch striper. I'm like, cool. He was stoked. (laughs) But I'm like, all right. I kind of, you know, saw the water and everything looked kind of like we would want it in the kelp or whatever and just kind of put it together. So... I mean, I know it's not as simple as that for sure. Those yeah. hardcore yeah. bass guys are just wizards, right? Yeah. But, uh, yeah, there's definitely some crossover for sure. And it, I'm always up to learn something new. Yeah, that's, cool. I mean, and it's, yeah, learning something new is just going to bring to whatever you're going to do when you're, when you're, you know, totally. reading water and you have to figure out your right. zones. Um, and fishing with Fred, I mean, we fished the casinas up there. He's got a dial, dude. I was like blown away. He's like, <laughs> right? see that rock over there, this over there. And this. I was, he's like, yeah, cast all through here and make some casts and, you know, get your bites. And, and I, I've always said, it. I'm going to jack Fred off again. Like I usually do is say how fun and how comfortable it is when you go on a guide with him. It was so awesome. it's, like, it's like, dude, me and my buddy Joe from performance, uh, we went and I took him for his birthday and dude it was so fun. It was like just three buddies fishing. Totally. Like, and I never met not, him in my like, life. Yeah. And I was like, it was like you're hanging with one of your homies. Yeah, yeah it was exactly. cool. Exactly. Yeah. Our friend's a great guy. And he's saltwater. He's like all about everything. Totally. Hunt, saltwater. Yeah, we were Look, talking your son's a captain on the bike. You yeah, know, like, Jake's killing it. Yeah. yeah. Um, so you saw the bluefin kind of come and go and then come again. and Right. Right? So, like, when was that? 2015 where that stuff kind of first pushed in. and. So have you always been, the sun fun's always been, what, a half day or three quarter? We do so much random stuff do on you? that boat. Like okay. my schedule, like seriously, during a week could be like a half day and a twilight trip, then the next day a three quarter day trip, and then the next day I'm fishing the island. Really? And then I have an offshore charter. Like it's it's crazy. Yeah. We're do all many boats do that? Not no. Why I think, do you guys do that? Because you have a smaller uh, landing? Yeah, I think well our landing we try and always have open party trips for, you know, just the general public to come out. And if one boat might have an all-day or a three-quarter-day charter, they'll try and keep one boat open so that we can take other people fishing. Yeah. And I think it just kind of cycles through. Like, this boat might not have a charter that day, so we're going to put this boat as a three-quarter-day boat, or this boat's going to be the half-day boat. Um, and just kind of, yeah, so we don't have a set run, right? Like, Aaron has his set run. So right? the, the, the landing works a little more, uh, it's a little more tighter than... Not saying like anyone else isn't tight, but like you guys adjust the boats to do what you need to do. Right. Where, uh, you know, Newport Landing or, or, you know, Aaron over at 22nd Street, they got a set run. That's what they do. That's all they do. Right. That's all that boat will do. This is different on, on the something. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Or any of our boats per okay. se, you know. Um, but yeah, we have a giant charter business. And, but on the days where the boat's not chartered, yeah, we try and for sure have open party trips to get how do you uh keep up on that since it's, it's like gnarly because you you know you it seems like aaron or whoever they're on a bite they're at the island every day you're they can keep tabs you're, you're you're like okay today i did a half day locally guess what i'm going to the island tomorrow what the hell am, what I, doing? am I gonna do right yeah. so you know like we have the boat the fury he'll fish catalina a lot so mm-hmm. we'll talk to him i'll shoot texts to you know 
hey, Mitch, what happened at the island today, right? Kind of get some intel from that. So there's a lot of crossover in certain areas. So a lot of, we, we talk to each other. Yeah. The guys talk and kind of figure out what's going on. And, you know, if we need some info, guys will, will share it and kind of, you know, they're not going to give us nitty gritty detail. But, no. but, hey, you know, on the right current, there was some barracuda on the front of the island, right? Mm-hmm. And that's a lot of information, right? You can take it and kind of figure that out and, and go from there for sure. How's, uh, did you guys try to get into the bluefin? We did. Here? Like when that stuff spun in super close to Dana Point, we had a, a kid's charter all week on the boat. <laughs> so I was like, eh, it was like a little much, you know? <laughs> yes, throw some yeah, kid on a, yeah. a 50 pound bluefin. Totally. Like... So we sat that, that first little round out. Um, we'll go if we have guys that, that want to go and, you know, like on a private charter that are, you know, Everyone says they know what they're doing, right? Don't you love that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I never Everyone's do. I'm like, expert. I'm an idiot, dude. <laughs> yeah. Are we going to catch those yellowtail today? Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Really. Have you seen the yellowtail on our count? Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> so it's just, yeah. But we'll go. We've had some killer offshore years, and it's yeah. been awesome. We've had days where, you know, 50 to 100 Dorado killer yellowfin fishing, like killer yellowtail fishing. It just... If it fits and it's the right group, then yeah, we'll go. And you never know. I feel like you, you, you could, uh, I feel like you got a better, I mean, maybe I don't know, but I feel like sometimes you get a better chance down South a little more. Yeah. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like not saying not shitting on 22nd street or even Newport. I mean, they're kind of down South, but it's just a different deal, right? Like that stuff, if that fish comes across the border and it's moving up, right. We have a little bit easier strike at getting down to where that stuff may be. I mean, we're limited, obviously, on how far we can go with our time frame and, you know, things like that. But, I mean, it just all depends. Look where all that all that barracuda and sand bass is buying right now, like, in their, you know, front yard. And it's just, <laughs> just it's it's off the chart for us. Yeah. We'd love to get up there and get on it, but it's just, you know, it's, it's not in our zone. And it's, so it's stuff, it, it goes both ways. Yeah. You know what I mean? And you had to learn that as a captain, I'm sure, over the years, you know? Yeah, I mean, you got to understand your parameters. There's a lot that goes into it, right? You get a different group of people on the boat every day. And you have to kind of assess, okay, what can these guys handle? Where's their skills? Where's their legit skill set? And what can you do that's going to get them, you know? And how do you stoked? do that without offending someone? You just, I mean, you just have to kind of figure it out. <laughs> you're, there's times where you're like, okay, I think these guys can hang, and you'll stop on the first kelp, and the guys, they're bombing cold snipers and jigs into the kelp. You're like, dude, I, I blew it. This is the wrong group. And then, you know, <laughs> you turn back into the beach, and, yeah. you know, we'll go anchor up and catch some bass. Do you uh, do you have deck, certain deck hands you work with, or just whoever? Yeah, we, we have a good core group of guys that we work with that have been on the boat a yeah. couple years. Um, but, I heard I got a twin brother down there. Oh, dude, there's Scott Kalani that yeah, used to Kalani, work with us. Yeah. People have tagged me, go, dude, oh, look at your brother. Gosh, and yeah. I'm like, man, if, when Stunt I had a longer goatee, it was great. He's like, yeah. less gray, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he worked with us for a while. I don't know. He was, uh, I think he might be working on the uh, Supreme, the Player Supreme with Ali. Oh, really? Right now, I think so. Really? Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. So you, you, you kind of, have you uh, trained some guys to, like, become captains? Yeah, we've had a lot of guys come through the landing that have gone on and and done some stuff you know like uh, andrew on uh the pacifica he worked okay. with us for years before he went and you know got his long range gig down there on the angler and then kind of you know came back up and worked with jeff um Aliar, that's running that supreme you know started with us when he was 15 16 years old Dude. you know so it's been cool to see these guys brian that works on uh 
gosh, what boat is he on? I, I can't. Pfeiffer, I'm uh, drawing a blank. The, uh, is it the Intrepid? I think he's working on, or the Independence. But you get to, to help these dudes cut their teeth with you, like where they learn what you're they doing. They learn the fundamental basics, right? How to manage your passengers, how to interact with your passengers, mm -hmm. how, where the customer service aspect fits into everything. And then they just build on it, right? They'll go work a season in San Diego and like, okay, I'm going to add my, you know, skills and techniques to catch a tuna to this. And then they just kind of build this Is San Diego portfolio. like a, a certain fishery for when you want to learn something a little different, you feel like? You can. I mean, you can learn it on an overnight boat fishing up here for sure, right? But San Diego catching locally a little quicker. Yeah, it's just... It's just, it's, it's its own world, right? Yes. There's some total crossover stuff like, you know, Jeff on the Amigo, right? Yeah. You could learn that exact same stuff fishing with him up there as you could learn down there. It's just, it just has the draw, right? And the guy's just like, oh, I want to go work in San Diego. Cool, go for a it. A lot of guys go down there, and I've guys that I've talked to will go down there, work for a little bit, and come back up. Right. Just to kind of cut their teeth on like a crazier, They just, they, they want to catch fish, yeah, right? Yeah. They want to catch fish. They want... They want to gaff 100-pound fish every <laughs> yeah. day. And I totally get it. That's yeah. awesome. I want to sleep in my bed every night <laughs> at home. You know what I'm I mean? like you. Where like, I don't, that's that's cool. why I quit playing in, in bands, dude. Yeah. I don't want to go on tour. I want to be home. Yeah, I want to be at home. <laughs> so it's totally cool. And it's awesome. We've had guys go down, cut their teeth on some of that stuff, get the experience, and be like, okay, I made some money. I worked crazy hard hours. Mm -hmm. I want to come back to this now. And they yeah. come, and then they settle in, and they find their spot and they get it worked out. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Why is it that with sparkling water, I'm always playing guessing games with what flavor I'm drinking? Is it citrus? Is it aluminum can flavored? Mm, not sure. Sparkling ice, though, they really mean flavor. Like in-your-face flavor. Orange mango, black raspberry. Don't even get me started on the strawberry lemonade. Kiwi strawberry slid right into my taste buds DMs last night and let them know who's boss. No subtleties there and no sugar either. But it does have vitamins and antioxidants. Find sparkling ice at a major grocery store or club retailer near you. Sparkling ice. Anything but subtle. That's a good, I guess it could be a good thing just to have a well-rounded, like... Uh, totally. And that's what it does. Like I was saying, right? They, they just build and it just puts their personal inventory of their skill set, right? They just, they build on it and it just becomes who they are as, as a fisherman. Yeah. You know? um, to back to the kid thing, that's like a big deal, I think. And I preach this all the time and I'm, I'm myself, like, with three boys, it's hard to get out and fish. Totally. And it's hard to take all three of them. I took them to Silverwood. We trolled for stripers, and I'm like, we didn't catch anything. <laughs> they had fun in my boat, you know, but it's hard to, like, preach what you really want to do. And uh, we talked to Fred about that, where he, get, he got his kid into fishing. Um, you have a different, I think, sometimes kind of aim towards kids. Right. So, like, kind of go through, like, what's going through your head? Like, what? why did you do that? Okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, totally. So, like, our landing just to kind of start off with, we understand we're like an entry level landing, right? We're not C4th, 
Mm -hmm. we're, we're out grinding, catching, you know, giant tuner on, you know, all day offshore yellowtail trip. We get a lot of families just because the proximity is close. It's easy. So we understand our demographic. Can you turn the mic a little towards you? Sorry. Perfect. So we understand mm -hmm. who it is we're working with, right? So that's a big thing is understanding who, who you got. And I think the thing that we like about the kids is, like, honestly, the kids can come on the boat and catch one fish, and they're going to tell you it was the best fishing trip of their life, right? They're stoked. They're all about it. And I think if you can understand that dynamic and do what you can to, uh, you know, instill a few things into the kids then you know it translates out like these are the people that are going to be our deckhands in the future right i could tell you tons of stories of kids that have come through our kids programs and have work are working on the boats now right like they figured out like you brought up Noah. Noah yeah dude like <laughs> i mean he was giant when he was a little kid but he came out he, he did his deal and now he's working down there yeah. right so it's it's awesome like that um but as far as the kid thing it's it's just they listen they're easy they they want to catch something and they follow directions yeah their attention spans a little short and they'll kind of get bored after a little while but you know you can spend time something that like frustrates i mean me personally um you get a lot of people coming with kids the dad brings the fishing rod and wants to fish the whole time is <laughs> with his kid right and he just gets bent out of shape because his kid's tangled he's having a hard time it's like dude Leave your fishing rod in your car, spend a trip helping your kid tie a couple hooks, show them where to cast, how to put the bait on. The crew will help you as much as we possibly can. You do that three or four trips, your kid's going to be self-sufficient and have it wired what a and be great good to piece dive, of information. Like, you know? I feel like that's something you can take away because like, when I went with you, I didn't think about catching fish. I'm like, I'm going to let my kid. Right. And that's it because if you do that, then you're – if you, you don't you have the right just mindset. solve the puzzle instantly yes. right <laughs> and we see kids that come out and we see parents that come out with their kids that don't have their rod and we'll have them on the same trip right one dad with two kids one dad with two kids the one that's trying to fish the whole time leaves like frustrated and angry and then the, the dad that helped his two kids is getting high fives and when are we coming back from the other kids you know that's so what you want that's what as we a father want. Yeah. yeah and utilize the crew right we're We'll take your kid and be like, hey, look, we're going to show you how to come to the, the handwell, how to get your bait, how to put it on your hook, what you want to look for when you make your cast. We'll tap you on the shoulder, be like, hey, you, that bait's been on there for a minute and a half or two minutes. Have you gotten a bite? No. Okay. Reel it in. Let's put a new one on and get it back out there. Mm -hmm. You know, stuff like that where the crew can interject. It's just it, collectively, if those little gears kind of mesh, then it just the light goes off and those kids figure it out. Did you, you have kids yourself? I do. I have three kids. Young, old? Oldest is 16. So, so 16, 14, you, and 8. So I kind of. So you kind of were in the kid thing when your son was 16. Right. So, I mean, I have a 16-year-old as well. So, you, you know, I mean, this is like 16 years ago. You kind of like, did that change your mindset when you had a kid? I mean, yes and no. I've, I've worked with kids a lot, you know, especially just through work, you know. Mm -hmm. um, but I feel, I'm, I, I'm, I feel, I don't want to think that I'm like. You know, jacking you off. Oh my God, Brian's. A, but yeah, I've, well, I'm talking what I've experienced, and I haven't experienced with on any other boat right. with my son what I've experienced with you. So it's kind of like, did you have this in your mind previously before kids? Like, where I want to make sure it's kind of a little more kid friendly thing. Gotcha. I mean, maybe maybe not as much. Mm -hmm. You know, when you have kids, I mean, it changes your mentality, right? Yeah. Everything changes. Um, but like your guy Justin when he came fishing, yeah. 
Yeah. Right. Look at his kids now. You know what I mean? Killing it, dude. Animals. Yeah. Because he spent a couple trips and some time, and now Jeremy's winning jackpots, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's dude, so isn't rad, that crazy? Right? Yeah. So so it, good. It's just small, simple stuff like that. The small details translate out down the road into into big things. Is is what we figured out. Does your son fish? They do. Yeah. So my oldest is a girl. She's she's the oh, 16 really? year old. And she'll fish. She'll fish sometimes. I've taken her on the overnight trips okay. and stuff like that. She's into it. And then my 14 year old son, he's way into it. Okay. You know, he'll ride his e-bike down to the harbor and fish and do whatever. <laughs> he'll come fish. But for me, when the kids come out on the boat, it's not like, oh, hey, your dad's a sport boat captain. You just automatically get to go on the boat. It's like, okay, is everything cool at home? Right? Are you doing your, your chores? <laughs> are, you, are you on, you know? Your Zoom? <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, that's cool. Your grades are good. But you do your chores. Is everything cool with your mom? Like, stuff yeah. like that. So if everything's cool at home, then I'll bring you out on the boat. You know what I mean? So it's yeah. not just taken for granted, that opportunity to come fish. Will you bring on the boat with you or put him on someone else's boat? I'll bring him on the boat with me. Yeah. I mean, I've sent my 14-year-old on the Fury overnight fishing, which really? is cool. Yeah, go. Go have a good time. Yeah, that's cool. But, but yeah, I'm sure you, you know the captain's your buddy. Yeah. But it's still, it's like, all right, you know, you, you figured it all out. You kind of, you're into it. Yeah, we'll, we'll make that and we'll get you out there. But still, it's a, I don't want it to sound like it's a reward. But if you're going to come fish and do something cool, I want you to, I don't know, I want you to kind of earn it. You know what I mean? No, I agree 100%. So, yeah. That's like my son with uh, my truck right now. Shit. Right. <laughs> it's like his truck broke. I bought him a, um, like a 2000 and fucking... 2000 is my buddy's truck we grew up with so when i was 18 19 he bought a like a 2000 s10 whatever okay it was his truck from 20 something years wow. ago okay. so i gave it to him and the engine blew up i'm like all right we gotta get rid of this so he has no nothing to drive he plays drum line so i'm like take my truck i have a work car don't worry about it yeah we got you, you. know yeah. but then my brother-in-law calls me he's a tow truck driver hadley tow he's like hey you driving down orange throat bro i'm like no why Damn, I was like going to tell you to slow down. You're going like 65, 70. I'm like, you son of a bitch. Yeah, busted. <laughs> I was like, hey, dude, this isn't, you know, like the same deal. This yeah. is not works. Yeah. And it's just dealing with kids when you're older like that. But like you said, you, the chore is done. You, he appreciates it. Right. That's something they got to learn, and you're going to instill that in them. Totally. I'm like, sorry, but I'm not going to hand you a car. No. Right? If you want to work. And that's what my, my 14-year-old's like, okay, how can I make some money? I'm going to start like a little mini detail biz. So he goes out and he cleans cars for, for neighbors or whatever, awesome. right? So he's he's saved up a bunch of money. So that's cool. Put that towards your car. He wants to get a car when he's He wants 16. to get a car. He wants to do something. Dude, that's know? that's a that's a good he, mindset. Right? right? And there. it's hard to instill that in kids nowadays because everyone's oh it's sixteen, we're going car shopping. Like, <laughs> not me, not dude. Not me, dude. Yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah. So it's I'm like, making that kind of money. <laughs> no. And, yeah, and it's just, yeah, let them work for it. Let them appreciate it. So that's kind of how it is on the boat. And then I feel like, yeah, you do the same thing on the boat. And the cool thing was is I probably told the story 10 times is when my son was just over it. So he's sitting there. And I remember this. And I'm going to tell you how much I appreciate it is you said, hey, what are you doing? He's like, I don't know. He's like, let's get some chips and a Coke. Yeah. I was like, all right. And he was stoked as shit. And he yeah. didn't stop talking about that. It wasn't the fishing. It was... Man, remember that guy who gave us a chips and coke? Yeah, it was awesome. See, the, I mean, that and, little thing is going to change his whole mind, dude. Right. You know, like, and and if you're paying attention, I'm not like you know patting myself on the back. When we have those kids on the boat and stuff, just pay attention to that small stuff. That makes a big deal, right? Like, huge. hey, 
we probably could have been like, hey, dude, eat your chips, come back out here, we'll get a bait on, and we'll go make a cast over in the corner right here, and we'll, we'll get the ball rolling again, yeah. right? And it's just paying attention to that kind of stuff is... That's the hard what, part, though, right. I think. And you, but you're pretty active on the deck when I was there. I'm always out on the deck. You know what I'm saying? You're always down there, one for anchor. I'll be on the bay and, tank yeah. or taking fish off yes. or talking or doing whatever. Yeah, yeah. That's, a, that's a big deal, too. Yeah. Especially the kids are going to remember that, you know, like a totally. lot. When you're not uh, fishing on the boat, do you, do you get, ever get burnt out? Uh, I mean, you've done it for a long time, so you can't be like. <laughs> yeah, you know, the hard part is, I mean, every fisherman wants to take their pastures to catch fish. And when you have, when you just know conditions aren't going to line up or like when it's a windy day and you still got to go, you're just like, here we go. You know, this is going to be a long one kind of a deal. And it, it can chip, chip at you. But what, what kind of recenters it for me is I'm like, okay, these people just paid a bunch of money. They're here on their day off because they want to be here, right? It's not like they're in line at the DMV where they're going to be all angry and <laughs> yeah. upset. These people are stoked to be here. So if you can kind of like recenter and be like, okay, they're here to have a good time. I guess I can, you know, kind of fight through it a little bit. But you're here. being more of like a professional. I kind of like it's just is trying my to job. be real. Is, yeah. Right. Right. Like I get it. You appreciate them coming to support what you want to do so you kind of put your full in totally like that family had to buy two fishing licenses for the mom and the dad rent four rods and pay 60 bucks a piece to come out here so they're in it for like 400 bucks yeah like okay we can be we can be cool <laughs> we're right work. Yeah. We're work. yeah 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 how do you so, guys you get a lot of the sport boats trying to roll up on you not really down there the skiffs or the sport yeah, boats skiffs. yeah and then That's i mean right. that's a whole nother deal yeah i, I get it like it's See, I've never like ever saw a boat and was like, I'm gonna maybe because I even before I did the podcast, I never got close to a sport boat. I don't yeah. want to get close to someone's shit. Yeah, you and know? it's nauseating. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, I scratch my head every day. Like, I'll tell you, over like like the first ten years when I was running the boat, I'd be the guy yelling at him off the deck. Right, I'd get a phone call from my boss, dude. You can't yell that at the people <laughs> in the private boats. I'm like, okay, but now over time, it's like, well, what can you do? Is it bad, like the bluefin right now? Has it been horrible? Yeah, I mean, we haven't really been out there to fish it, but I'm sure it's... it's no, I mean, suit. but like even people might just see you and just be like, whoop. Yeah. Like this guy in his whaler down by Crystal Cove that can't... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, it happens. Like there's times yeah. where, you know, we do all kinds of stuff on that boat. We do burials at sea sometimes. And we'll oh, be sitting you? there with oh, family wow. on the back deck, like putting ashes in the water. And we'll have some dude rolling up, like casting at the boat. What do you... Like... And it's you're like, not dude, even, we're not, you're not even, even paying attention. Yeah, you're yeah, not even yeah. paying attention. You know, they just see the sun fun and they think automatically. Yeah. So I mean, you can't. I don't think there's. You can't fix it. It's going to happen. It's part of the deal. And it. It's. What about if that screws your bite up though? Like, do you have an idea like what you're going to do the next day? Is it like? Do you come out like and and, um, you know, say you do really good and you got to put those numbers up, and it's amazing. Say you like killed yellowtail. Mm-hmm. went off and it was local super close people look and they go some was close we're gonna look for right. him the next day do you get stuff like that yeah that happened there's there was a, a a time a few years back like 2015 where like the yelltail fishing in the winter time was killer and it wasn't far from our harbor it was just down the coast mm-hmm. and you know we were we were running three quarter every day and we had it pretty dialed right when we were catching fish and yeah it was nauseating we'd stop on a school of fish in 50 fathoms the guys would drop their yo-yo jigs and then you know, we'd hang a handful of fish and the skiffs would just converge. Um, Gosh, but what, dude. what can you do? Right. Uh, they're going to catch a couple. They're going to be stoked. And they're going to leave. Yeah. Right. And 
That's the hard part for me, though, is I, I get what the sport boat captains are saying. It's like you're trying to work. So, like, what is it, like 100 yards at least off the boat? I mean, that that's Would you be cool basic with that? etiquette. 100, and it, 100 yeah, yards, totally. Yards, yeah. And though, there's times where it's like we'll see the guy roll in kind of mellow and stay out of range, and we're catching some fish. We're like, dude, that guy gets it. He'll get the call in, like, dude, get as close as you want. Come, yeah. come get in on it, you know, because he did it right. If you know they're going to be, yeah, that's the thing. If he you know they're right. going to be cool, hey, yo, you can pull up a little catch on right. it, you know, like. There's been times where we've been offshore where, you know, we'll be driving by, this guy's on a kelp, and he's getting them. I'm like, dang, dude, that's, you know, that guy's getting them on that kelp. Well, you hit Drew's like, are you going to stop? I'm like, no, we're going to go find our own. That guy's going to do his deal, and we're going to leave him be. And then we'll go find a kelp, and then, you know, that guy will return the same respect. Like, okay, that guy didn't barge in on me and push me out of the way, bully me off of my kelp. Mm-hmm. We'll give that guy some space. So it, it's a two-way street yes. for sure. But then there's the idiots, and you can't fix the idiots. They're always <laughs> going to be. I've always thought about that, too. If, if you go to a spot, you're driving there for three hours, and there's a, two private boats on there. It's like. It happens. What do you do? It happens all the time. You ever just, I would hit the radio and be like, hey, guys, do you mind? You know, like. That, yeah. I would out of respect a bit. Yeah, I can. That little boy, I could drive her all this fucking island right now quick. Right. Yeah, it's just. And, and with sport fishing, you, you kind of touched on it. You have to have a plan, right? You have to have a game plan. Okay, we're going to go here. If the current's not right, it doesn't matter if there's a boat there. It's, it's not It's going to not going to bite. So what's next? Yeah. Then you have to kind of, you know, plan and play your day out. And it's, it's the same thing when you have skiffs. Okay, those guys slid on us, pushed the fish away from the boat. We'll go try and find another one, or we'll, we'll shift gears. We'll go and fish on the anchor, and we'll come back and see if we can find something else to work on again. That's, what, so. yeah, that's, that's crazy. Um, on your days off, what kind of fishing do you like to do? It just depends. Really? Um, Anything? Yeah, I'll fish. I like bass fishing. Really? Yeah, I'll, I'll hop on an overnight boat or whatever. Yeah. Um, and go fish Clemani or whatever, catch some fish like that. Um, not a lot of fishing. Like a day off for me is just like a day away. So I'm sure you have kids. It's not really a day off, <laughs> right? It's a day away. So you're just doing something different. Your right. times. So getting out the fish, yeah, it's sacred time, but... Will you fish happen. when you're when you're sometimes when you're down there? Yeah, like on a boat. Well, I'm, yeah. I'm saying that's how probably you get your fishing in as well. Like, yeah, we'll make a cast or whatever. Yeah, show you know like, hey, no one's listening. We're gonna just put a bait out, hang but, one real yeah. quick, and be okay, like, look, this is how we just caught a bass right there. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. We the guy, you know, he, he make you make a cast. You're bitten twenty seconds. Like, yeah, that was a fresh bait. You probably haven't changed your bait <laughs> in five minutes. You know. Yeah. So. Just stuff like that. And if you can use it as an opportunity to kind of instruct and to teach, then, you know, you're not just the crew fishing, right? You're trying to show them this is how it's. Which it could be translated differently sometimes. Totally. like oh, Because it's like, dude, is. if no one's catching, you got to get someone on them just to go, it's happening. You got to figure it, is. it out. Yeah. You know? And that's where, you know, you just have to understand too. Yeah, your fish counts are super important, but it's also a, a service industry, too. You want to try and help everyone have a good time. And if you can find that balance between, okay, yeah, we might not have caught 100 keeper calico bass. We caught 20, but everyone's walking off the boat super stoked because they learned something, they had a good time, and they felt like they got their value for what they paid for. Then, yeah. then it's a win. Yeah. yeah. Because, that, yeah, even if you catch little guys, it's like, yeah, they're throwing them back. They're still getting bit. They're pulling on right. something. Right. You, know? you know, the kid's getting off the boat. Like, Dad, I just caught 85 fish. <laughs> right? It's like, yeah. that's awesome. You know, that's cool. Yeah. You kept a couple for dinner, but when was the last time you went and you caught eight? So it's just, Never. it's how you spin it. It's how you, 
you just have to change people's perspective on the understanding. That's a hard one sometimes, though. You know? Totally. Because I, I, yeah, I've, I've seen it happen where I'm like, man, I don't. Then, but yeah, then you get the guy that's ag like I just spent two hundred fifty bucks to come fishing and I didn't go home with any fish. It's like, dude, you should have went to Costco and bought a tri-tip <laughs> and put it on your Traeger if you're gonna, you know, if, if, if you're you looking for value. Yeah, yeah it's like, not. This isn't like you blew this is it. Fun. This yeah. is an experience. Yeah, exactly. That's experience. You Perfect. know what I'm saying? Yep. Um, let's plug the landing everywhere yeah. they can get you guys at. Yeah. So Dana Wharf Sport Fishing, DanaWharf.com. We've got uh, Instagram. Uh, I think it's Fish Dana Wharf. You can just type yeah, in Dana Wharf. It it'll is, pop yeah. up. Facebook. Um, we're very um, on top of our social media presence. Yeah. So multiple posts um, on both Facebook and Instagram. We try and keep stuff relevant as to what's going on those particular days and stuff. So, yeah, that's where you can find all that info. Yeah. And if you guys have kids, I'm going to say this is a boat you want to get on because I had so much fun with my son and he was, like, not into it. And he had a fun time. So if you have kids and you're, you're local within, you know, 50 miles, I'd say go down some fun. Totally. I mean, we get people all the time that will make the drive down from wherever. They're just like, we just like the family vibe, right? It's cool. And it's totally cool, you know? Because, yeah, you're looking like you could be on. I've been on boats where I'm like, this is just fucking too intense, dude. And then I've been right. on yours and I'm like, that's what I'm looking for with my kids at least. Right. You know, so I think that's really cool. Yeah, um, I mean, it's, it's hard too, like. You know, you've got your, your couple kids. you got the guy at the rail that's, like, just chain-smoking cigs, blowing the smoke, <laughs> dropping the F-bomb every five yeah. seconds, and you're just like, dude, we're going to go to the bow, right? We're going to get away from it. <laughs> you come to us. Yeah, we, we have a good group of regulars that understand our dynamic there, too. You they know? understand so what you're doing. They understand exactly. the whole program. So it's, it's, it's pretty mellow. It's pretty no, mellow. it's really cool. I, I appreciate you coming on. Thank you for, uh, you know, making my kids stoked, too. Yeah, totally. well, I appreciate that. Yeah. I'm glad I got to tell you in person, finally, not say over yeah. the no, podcast awesome. all the time. Yeah, no, we, we're into the whole kid thing. We're yeah. stoked on having them down there. Awesome. All right, thanks again, Brian. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me.